0: everyone and welcome to the Purpose Unstoppable podcast where we're encouraging you to step out to fulfill the calling and purpose God has placed upon your life with boldness. My name is Tiffany Hill and today you guys we're going to be talking about accessing the glory of God. But before we get into this word I want to be able to share some really good news with you. I did not get a chance to come on to talk to my podcast listeners to share my really good announcement with you but you guys I am a first-time author and I would love for you to go and support me by going to Amazon.com and picking up your your um, paperback copy of my book. And once you supported me, take a picture of your book and send it to me. Message me on Facebook or Instagram, and I would love to shout you out on my page. And so let's get right into prayer. And after we go into prayer, we're going to get right into the word. Father God, we thank you so very much for this day, Lord. We thank you that we, that you have sent your people to even gather to listen to your word, Father God. Lord, we thank you. We love you. We adore you. We worship you, Lord. Lord, I ask that you just bless the, your people right now. Lord, every need that needs to be met, Lord, meet their needs right now, Father God. Lord, we thank you. We cover each and every listener with the blood of Jesus Christ from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet, Father God. Lord, continue to watch over them. Continue to bless them. Lord, allow this word to resound upon your people's hearts, and allow them to be changed by what they hear. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. So today, you guys, we want to come from the book of Revelations, chapter 4, to be specific. And we're talking about how we're going to access the glory of God. But before we get into how we're going to do that, let's first talk about glory. What does the glory of God mean? Let's talk about that. And so I want to start off by sharing sharing with you this dream I had that God gave me. He gave me this dream back in October the 28th of 2018. And look, God is so very great. He's so very awesome because He's very intentional about the things that He does in our life. So when He gave me this dream, I did not really know much about uh, what this dream was about until I was able to study about the glory in this particular dream. I had, um, I was in a home. I was in a, ha- a home, but it felt like my house. But it really wasn't my house. It didn't look like my house, but it felt like my house. So I was downstairs in this particular in my house, and I opened the door. And um, in my daughter's bedroom, and in this particular bedroom, um, when I walked in the door, I seen a white feather just sitting in the air. It was just a white feather, just in the air. And then I walked over to the side of the bed where my daughter sleeps on. I um, seen on the floor where just a set of wings were sitting there, a set of white wings were just sitting there. And so I realized that my daughters, they couldn't see what I could see. And so finally, I walked out of the room, and I began to proceed upstairs. So when I walked upstairs, I was, I encountered like a, it was a huge room full of people. It was a lot of people in this particular room. And it reminded me of, um, if you were to walk in a room or office setting where you've seen a lot of cubicles with, um, with no wall or spaces in between to, to kind of cover up their office area. All you could see is their desk and you could see people working. So these people were working. They were on the phone. They were answering the phone calls. They were. Doing their work and whatever you know their job assignments, but next to them was a um, spiritual being. It was a it was an angel next to them, helping them do their work. They were helping them on the phones. They were helping them um, do whatever work that they were doing. They were laughing with them. I mean, they were uh, they were participating in helping them in their role that they were doing. And so as I proceeded to walk through the room, I noticed the room had this misty this. Um, This cloudy, misty, foggy appearance to the room. And as I'm walking through the room, looking at everything, I began to hold my chest. And I said to myself, man, I feel a heaviness in my chest. I feel a heaviness in my chest. And then as I'm walking and I'm trying to get out of the room because I really couldn't take it, um, I said, it's a weight. It feels like a weight is on my chest. So I walked out of the room and I noticed that my friend was outside. And I asked her, I said, could you go into the room? and view the room and see what you see and as she went in the room she walked in the room and came back out she said god is in the room god is in that room and I, I i did not know at the time what that meant but now i know that the glory the word glory in hebrew means heavy or weighty and it refers to the intense and profound presence of the person of god in manifestation showing us something of himself in that particular moment and so in verse 1 of this particular chapter john tells us how he actually accessed the glory of god he said that he looked up in the sky now the word heaven in greek means sky so he said he looked up in the sky and he noticed there was a door now the door that he said he seen he seen a door he said he heard a voice which sound like a trumpet that was speaking to him. And the voice told him to come up higher, to climb higher, to arise, to ascend. And he would show him what's to happen next, what's to come after, after he came up there. And so um, the voice we know that was speaking to Apostle John was actually the voice of Jesus Christ, telling him to come up and telling him to arise. So the first thing that God gave me revelation for was this, that Jesus Christ is the door by which we shall enter and be saved. So he is the door. And so we should accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And we should all be saved. And first of all, to be able to access God, to be able to access heaven, to be able to access the glory. And so the second thing God revealed to me was this. In order for us to access more of the glory God, because I believe God wants to pour out more of his glory in your life, to your life, through your life, and for your life. And so... In order for us to access this glory that God wants to pour upon our lives, we're going to have to go up higher. We're going to have to ascend. We're going to have to arise higher and go higher in God. But we're going to have to get out of our comfort zones. We're going to have to stretch ourselves, get out of our comfort zones and move to where God wants us to move. Because the level that you remain on, the level that you stay on, that's the only level that you're going to be able to experience the glory of God. Because that's the level that you choose to stay on. In my dream, you guys, if I chose to stay at level one in my children's bedroom, that was the only level of God's glory that I was going to be able to experience. Because we experience God's glory everywhere we go. When you wake up, it's God's glory. When you go outside, it's God's glory. It's the nature. It's the wind, the birds, the trees. We are surrounded by God around God's glory. That was the only glory that I was going to be able to experience. But in order for me to experience more of the glory of God, I had to go up higher and I went up to, to the stairs. And when I went up those stairs, I was able to encounter more of God's glory. And so we have to choose to go up higher in God because God is, is calling us to come up higher in him. And and we also have to be hungry for God. We have to want more of God. We have to cry out for God. Give me more of you. Reveal more of yourself to me, Lord God. I want more because God is, is a lot to God. It's a lot to God. And we just can't be satisfied with the place that we are staying in. And we got to get out of it. We got to stretch and we have to go higher in God. And so John in verse two, he talks to us specifically about when he chose to go higher in God he was immediately in the spirit and he encountered the glory of God. Well, he actually seen God's throne. He seen the throne of God. He was in the throne room. We know that almighty God is seated on the throne. He is seated on the throne. And so we can never, we can never get to a place where we, when we are going through tough times in our lives. When things are just happening in our lives that we don't understand and know that God is still seated on the throne, that He knows the situation that we that we're facing, He knows the hard times that we're having to have in the earth. But we have to know and hold on to the fact that God is still in the control. He is seated on the throne. He knows about your situation and He knows what's going on in your life. It's not a surprise to God that He doesn't know. He knows. And so what we do is we don't get worried. We don't get concerned. And, but we and we don't look at what's going on around us, but we rather look at God instead, and we allow God to be God in our lives and allow Him to do what He's going to do in our situations. You know, I find it better when I am not worried or concerned. I just sit back and just watch God move, and I just sit back quietly and I pray, and I just sit back. I'm able to see God's hand move in my life better than when I'm worried or concerned. And so when we're worried and concerned, we give that over to God and we allow God to take control of our situations. Because guess what? We were never designed and we were never created to carry a heavy load of worry or a burden or even concern. Jesus already paid the price for that. So we give him back what he already paid for because it doesn't belong to us. So between verses 3 and 8, apostle john talks to us about more of god's glory being revealed to him and he tells us it is beautiful he gives us this really vivid description of more of god's glory the outpouring of god's glory and he gives us he tells us what he sees he sees all these beautiful colors that surrounds god's throne he sees the gems and the stones and he sees also that There's a beautiful, there's a beautiful colors that surrounds God's throne. He's looking at God's throne at the beauty of the glory. He's looking at it as he's, as he's gazing upon what he sees. He's looking at it with intentionality and pleasure and curiosity. And so he's telling us about all these beautiful colors and he sees a rainbow around about the throne of God. He also says that he sees four and 20 elders seated around about the throne of God and they're dressed in white robes with gold crowns around their heads. And he also explains to us that he sees departing from the throne of God is lightning. And he also hears a thunder is like a roar, and voices are coming from departing from the throne of God. But in the very presence, right before God's throne, he said he sees seven lamps consuming with fire, which are the seven spirits of God. Now I want you to understand this what the description that John gave us. Because John just gave us a very vivid description of the glory of God. Now, we know that the glory of God, just from what he's showing us and telling us, is that it's very tangible and the glory of God is very visible. Now, you can't miss the glory of God because it's tangible and visible. So let me tell you this. When God begins to pour out more of his glory upon your life, it's going to be very visible. Well, people won't just look at you. They won't see you, but they will see the outpouring of God's glory into and through your life and working for your life and they're not one they're going to know that the hand of God has moved it's moving on your life because God because his glory is going to shine upon your life because God wants to give you more he wants to pour out more to you and people won't look at you when they see you they won't look at you they will see the glory of God and they will know it was nobody but the God that you serve then they're going to want to serve the God that you serve, which is Jesus Christ. God wants to use you. He wants to use you for his glory. There's a plan and a purpose that God has for you that he already assigned and has ordained you to fulfill in the earth before you were even formed in your mother's womb. And so we don't have to go out and find a plan. The plan that God has for us is already here. We already have the plan. He has the plan. We just need to connect to him to get the plan. There's something that God wants you to do. and He wants to use you. For his glory, it's only it's going to be by his spirit that you're going to be able to do what he's calling you to do, which are the seven spirits of God. The the seven spirits of God are the seven dimensional operations of the Holy Spirit, which is one spirit which has seven different dimensional operations to his spirit. And so through the spirit of the Lord, when the spirit of the Lord comes upon you, He's going to release a bonus that will come upon you to where you will be able to preach the good news, you'll be able to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you will be able to set the captives free. And so what is it that you have that Jesus Christ has set you, delivered you from, that you can go out and preach to people to set the captives free? God wants to use you for his glory. Preach your testimony. Preach Jesus Christ by the way that you live. Whatever you do is a preach. When you speak is a preach. Because we just don't speak it with our mouths and preach Jesus Christ. We also preach Jesus Christ by the way that we live also. God don't want you to just stay in the four walls of a church, but he wants you to fill all things and go out into all the world and preach the good news. The next thing is this, by the spirit of wisdom, God wants to be able to release his wisdom to you so you can be able to know what to do when you don't know what to do. Now, we know that King Solomon was the wisest king who ever lived. Now, he had wisdom. God gave him wisdom. When, he, when, God, when God promoted him to be king of Israel, he was very young and he was intimidated in this position. Because he didn't know what to really do in this particular role, so what he did is he went to God, he, and God came to him in his dream, and God asked him what he wanted, and he told God that he wanted wisdom, and so God granted him what he wanted, what he asked for. He didn't ask God for materialistic things. He didn't ask God for money, but he asked God for wisdom to be able to know what to do in the position that he was holding. So God wants to be able to give you his wisdom so that you can know what to do, even in situations that you have going on in your life right now. You don't even know how to solve those situations, but God wants to give you his wisdom to be able to know what to do in your situations even today. The next thing is this, with the spirit of understanding. God wants to, God wants to activate the spirit of understanding in you and and what this is, is you're going to be able to be productive when you're reading the Word of God. So have you ever been in a situation where you've read the Bible and you come out of the Bible, you after you finish reading, you don't understand nothing that you read? Well, with the spirit of understanding, when God begins to activate that and release that, His Spirit upon you with the spirit of understanding, you're going to be able to When you read, you're going to be able to be productive. You're not only going to be a hearer of God's word, but you're going to be a doer of God's word and you're going to be able to know exactly what it says. So for instance, I didn't know that if God would have never revealed to me that the spirit of fear did not come from him, I would have continued to be muzzled. I would have continued to be paralyzed and I would have never moved. But by the the spirit of understanding, I was able to step out of fear and know that the spirit of Fear did not come from God, and I stepped out of fear to do the things that God wanted me to do. So by the spirit of understanding, you're going to be able to be productive in your understanding of the word of God. So the next thing is this. It is the spirit of counsel. And so we know that the spirit of counsel counsels us. He teaches us. He guides us. He leads us. God wants to be able to impart supernatural ideas into you so, that, so your life will be transformed, your business will be transformed, and your family will be transformed. But we have to hearken to the voice of the Lord. We have to be submitted to God so that we can know exactly what the spirit of counsel is counseling us on, advising us to do. And so with the next thing is the spirit of might. When the spirit of might is activated and it comes upon you. God, we're going to, God is going to be able to give you the ability to do some things you have not been able to do. And so it's some things even in your life that's been held up even today that you don't even know what to do. It's some books that you're supposed to be writing. It's some things that you're supposed to be doing and it's held up because you don't know what to do. You don't have the Ability to go to go past whatever area you're stuck in, but with the spirit of might, when the spirit of might comes upon you, it's going to release you to have the ability to do some things that's been held up, some things that you haven't been able to do or be been able to accomplish in your life. You're going to be able to accomplish what he called what he's called you to do with the spirit of knowledge. The spirit of knowledge is not a learned knowledge, it's nothing that you'll learn. This is revelation, this is revelatory knowledge where you'll be able to just have a knowing in your spirit of what God is saying to you or what you just know in your spirit through the spirit of God that you just know this is where you're supposed to be. You just know this is where you're supposed to go. And by the spirit of the fear of the Lord, spirit of the fear of the Lord produces obedience. We should all have a reverential fear and respect for God. We honor God. We worship God. We adore him. We exalt him in his position as he's in as creator and judges of all mankind. And so it produces obedience in you. You want to be obedient to God. You want to be pleasing to God to be able to to do what he is telling you to do. Because you're going to know that with obedience. Nothing that you that he's calling you to do. He wouldn't have already set and preordained for you to do already. And so with all of that you guys. With the seven spirits of God. You're going to be able to walk in the fullness of the spirit of the living God. Earlier I told you that it was right in, in the presence of God. Consuming with fire. And that means you will walk in the fullness of God. You'll be set ablaze. You'll be set afire with the spirit of God. Going out and doing exactly what God has called you to do in the earth, and when you go out, you won't be carrying a little light. I was just thinking about. It. I was just talking to my dad just the other night, and we were talking about this. We were talking about the song that said, "This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine." And I was telling him, "Tell him I don't think that song is correct because we don't have a little light, Dad. I said we have a big light because we serve a big God, and the big God He lives inside of us." So you go out and you let your big light shine and when God begins to send you out to do what he's called you to do. And so between verses 9 and 11, it talks about us worshiping God. And then when we worship God, when we worship God in spirit and in truth, we, we bounce back to God what he deserves. He is holy. We know that he is, he is worthy of our praise. We know that we exalt him, we praise him, we worship him, we bounce and we're bouncing back to him what he already deserves. But in, in this particular scripture, is listed in John chapter 4. And it talks about that God is looking for those who will worship him in spirit and in truth. And I thought this was so good. He's not looking for spirit and perfection to be able to use you for his glory. But he's looking for spirit and truth. That means we come to God just as we are. We don't have to get fixed up. We don't have to get daubed up. We don't have to have it all together to come to him. He just wants us in his presence to come to him. Lay everything down to God and we allow him to fix us up. We allow him to clean us up. And when we're worshiping God, it places us, it actually places us in the presence of God. And that's where transformation begins to happen. Where we will be able to be transformed in the presence of God. Now you guys, I pray that this message was inspiring to you. I pray that it was uplifting to you. And I pray that it was something that you needed for today. I'm excited for what God is doing in your life especially in the last quarter before we go into the new year. I want you to stay close to God. Get in God's presence. Continue seeking after God and continue chasing after God because I believe God wants to pour out more, more of his glory upon your life, in your life, and to your life. Now, I love you, but Jesus loves you so much more. Go out and inspire the world around you to be perfect unstoppable.